0: you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. Defense matters. We're talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. I'm your host, Jordan Reigns. How's it going, guys? At 50 Shades of Drunk on Twitter. I'm a senior writer at Dynasty Nerds. And um, yeah, that's me. I hope you guys are doing well. We made it to week seven. I can't believe it. Week seven, of the season. I mean, we're almost at that official halfway point. Some people in your leagues are giving up. Most people, hopefully, are still grinding it out trying to get a win or two. and if you're one in five right now um there's still hope you know but it's 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 work now it's a little less fun but i hope you guys are sticking with it happy to have you here with me thanks for joining me um as always be sure to subscribe hit the like button hit the bell if you're on youtube uh leave a comment review all that good stuff we really appreciate it that would be awesome um and like always the mission is to provide high quality defensive fantasy football content for listeners weekly to help them make the best decisions for their team week in and week out so that's me that's what i'm about i'm happy to be here with you all like i said i get a little bit of a couple of announcements before we jump into the week seven rankings and news and notes and stuff um Friday, tomorrow, uh, October 23rd, I'll be on the fantasy football discord server doing another uh, ask me anything. So if you guys want to hop on there, I believe that starts at 830 Eastern time. So I'll be on there for an hour, uh, you know, going through answering questions like I did before the season started. That's a good spot to go. I hang out in there. idp uh, chat room over there or server a lot so if you guys have questions and comments you can find me there also you can find me at the uh, destination Devi discord idp channel uh that's another spot I like to hang out help the guys out over there um and then the idp 411 which i mentioned before that i was going to take some time away from uh turns out jared got a new job and he's going to be too busy to keep it up so steve and i have been talking and <clears throat> we are we're going to keep that stream alive for the IDP 411. We're probably going to change the format up a little bit. Um, won't be doing it every week, but I'll be on there tonight with a couple of guests um, talking about the IDP Army Invitational League. Um, shout out to all the people in there. In there, You guys can hear about that if you tune into the feed tonight or tomorrow, whenever it gets uploaded. So. Let's uh, go ahead and talk about the top IDP 123 scores from week six. Uh, so, for your defensive line, Calais Campbell came through with a 39 point game in IDP 123 scoring. Uh, three sacks will do that. It was good to have him, you know, kind of pop back up on our radar. He's been kind of quiet the past couple of weeks, but the big man reminding you, you know, he, he can still get it done. Um, that linebacker, we had Devin White, 33 point game. Right on his heels was Levante David, but they both had fantastic games. Um, it was fun to watch them in that afternoon game this week. Um, if there was any positives to them only having two games on in the afternoon, it was that I could actually focus on that that game. And it was fun to watch the Packers implode a little bit. And it was fun to watch the uh, Tampa Bay defense and offense, you know, kind of get in their bag. So, And then talk about primetime. We had Buda Baker with 36 points. He probably won some people their weeks, just kind of like Kenyon Drake did. So shout out to the Arizona Cardinals and the fantasy production, y'all helping people out with. Um, Yeah, so Buda Baker, 36 points. He had a sack. He had an interception. Um, It was an all-around good day for Buda Baker. He's he's definitely in contention uh, for the fantasy defensive back one. Um, You know, even Jamal Adams has been that guy for me, you know, since I started doing this. Buda Baker has been right there on his heels. Jamal Adams does offer a lot more in the, you know, the impact play department. Buda Baker's is traditionally just a, you know, traditionally more of just a tackle guy. Um, he can get a sack every now and then. He's already got two this year, which matches his career high. So that's pretty good. To, pretty nice to see. But um, Monday night was his first interception of his career. So, you know, he only has a handful of forced fumbles, but he has good, good pass deflection numbers and, decent tackle for loss number so he's in contention the fact that he stays healthy um, and just the tenacity with which he plays um, I'm going to be doing in my defense That's the dynasty nerds IDP show that's on their YouTube channel I'm going to be talking about him on my next episode and I'm I'm having an internal debate on whether Buda Baker or Jamal Adams is going to be my defensive back one going forward um Jamal adams he's been banged up this year he was banged up last year he he plays he also plays tenaciously too so Babuda's a little bit more of a smaller package. He's the real honey badger. I tweeted that out the other night um you know he's healthy and he's he's fierce so well, that'll be a fun thing to 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 have the internal debate about so let's see here. so those were your top sleeper guys uh or your top i d p one two three scores from this past week. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the player news and injuries, go through that quickly, go through some notes and then go through the rankings. So injury updates, miles, Jack re-injured his ankle this last week. Um, that was a bummer. I was a little worried about him coming back so soon anyway. Um, so we're gonna have to expect him to be out for at least a couple of weeks. Um, I know Dakota Allen hurt his, I think his ankle or his knee or something. So I'm not sure who's going to be filling in there right now. Um, Follow me on Twitter at the Tshit Drunk, like I said. And if I hear anything or see anything, I'll retweet that or mention that. Uh Devin Bush, torn ACL, season ending IR. He wasn't having a great season. I kind of had highlighted that on my last show. Um, I mean, obviously you don't want him to go out like this. There's no, you know, but the redemption story is he'll be back next year. You know, he's a buy low candidate in Dynasty, but you know, bummer he tore his ACL, but elite athletes is a fairly common sports injury um you're looking at nine months so he should be back fully by camp next year so Devin Bush hope you get hope you hope all your rehab and all that goes well man Josh Allen defensive end for the Jacksonville Jaguars knee injury kept him out this week his knee injury has been bothering him um his production has not been very great this season it's been okay not great uh so monitor that I don't know if he's gonna play this week or not it was like a last second scratch too for him so you know people had to rush out and get him out of their lineups Um, he practiced limitedly at least up until the end of last week I believe so like I said that one kind of caught a lot of us by surprise Calvin Noy was out this last week week six with a groin injury you want to monitor that and then Tay Crowder from the New York Giants, he was having, having a he had a big game. And he finished top three at linebacker in IDP 1-2-3. He was like 29.3 points. Um, but he had a hamstring injury late in the game, and they put him on IR uh, earlier this week. So Thursday night game, David Mayo. I guess we're going to see some David Mayo out there with Blake Martinez tonight. Uh, but unfortunately, Tay Crowder, he had a breakout game and we lost him just like that. So what can you do? All right, that's pretty much all the injury updates I have. Um, like I said, follow me on Twitter and I'll keep those updated as well. All right, so let's talk about some notes here. So I'm going to start with some defensive line notes. Um, Chase Winovich just last week, his snaps dipped to 34%. Uh, it's kind of an inexplicable dip. He's been playing a high number of snaps so far this season, so... That was kind of weird, something to monitor. He might not be necessarily an every week start. I don't know if he had an injury or concussion or something. I, I honestly I didn't see anything about that. So I just chalked it up to <clears throat> Patriots defense just being weird. I mean, Juwan Bentley decided that this was the week he was gonna show up. So Larry Ogunjobi. Uh this is an interesting one. He out snapped Sheldon Richardson fifty-five to forty-seven this week. Uh, Richardson has been started out the season pretty hot. I mean, he have been playable as a DL3, DL three, DL you know low end DL two, um, and a DT one. You know honestly, if you're in a DT specific league, but his kind of pace has kind of slowed down. Larry Ogunjobi got some got some run this week, so that's an interesting one to watch because I love Larry Ogunjobi. He's always been a guy like that I could just pick up and play in my redraft leagues when I needed a DL, and the low snaps kind of made him a tough. That tough sell this year, but with him getting the more snaps this past week, that's something I'm going to watch, and he might be back in play towards the end here towards the uh, middle and end of the season. Chase Young, 92 percent of snaps in Week Six, uh, so that's good. I mean, basically that means he's fully healthy as far as I can tell. Um, didn't do a lot with it, but you can put him back in your lineups pretty confidently. Um, Brandon Graham, currently a top ten defensive lineman, an IDP one two three scoring DL eight. He's a boomer bust guy, but has the Giants and then Dallas in the next two weeks. And, you know, Dallas has given up a lot of sacks. I mean, I think Daniel Jones has been sacked like 17 times. Um, He's like third or fourth most sacked quarterback in the league. That's a plus matchup. Then Dallas, their offensive line is all backups right now. they got a backup quarterback. Zeke's fumbling out of his mind. So Brandon Graham's a sleeper. To enter the bye week, his bye week in week nine is a top five DL, in my opinion. Um, he's got two good matchups coming up, plays tonight. I've got him in my rankings. I'll just go ahead and hop forward just a little bit here. I've got him right now in my rankings, I think, at 24. Probably a little low, but it's early in the week. I don't necessarily want to, you know, Thursday night game, still top 24 play. He, um, But he has a he definitely has the upside to finish higher than that. Let's put it that way. So I thought that was interesting. Like I said, if you can go get him, he's kind of an older guy, but you can play him confidently. Let's put it that way. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba breakout seems to be happening right now. Um, He's currently a top 12 defensive lineman. He is on bye week this week, but he's had at least half a sack in each of the last five games. Um, The snaps are there. They're intact week in and week out. Um, If somebody drops him in your redraft leagues or somebody's not valuing him or not playing him or not, you know, noticing him, he's definitely a guy you're going to want to, you know, kind of get on your team, try to acquire, especially in this point in the year. You know, there's a lot of waiver wire transactions going on. So, you know, people are dropping guys they should not be dropping uh, to go get a get a player. So. And that's that's a real thing. So go check. Uh, There's several guys I saw dropped yesterday. Uh, because of bye weeks, so I 100% have cl- claims in on um, kind of wild stuff. I won't mention anything here in case. I know several of you listen to this or in some of my leagues, so I don't want you to know what my evil plan is. All right, let's slide on down to linebacker notes. Spillane came in to fill in for Devin Bush. Um, could be He's probably the waiver wire out of the week. I saw him added. He's a guy that I saw added in basically all of my IDP leagues. I didn't get him anywhere, I don't think. I saw him go in fab, uh, fab Budget Leagues, prices anywhere from $3 to, I think, $45. $45. Um, I think most of those leagues are like 100 or $200, uh, I think, in most of the leagues I play in. That's around the Fab that we have. So that just gives you a range of what people were thinking when they went to get him this week. I mean, he was he was the hottest ad of the week, though, easily. Um, Vince Williams is a waiver, waiver wire ad as well, if he's still available. He currently... Is tied league leader uh, for tackles for loss. Uh, he has ten tackles for loss, and so does T.J. Watt. So Vince Williams, maybe he's not getting the prolific tackle numbers that you want from your you know traditional linebacker, but I mean he's getting behind the line of scrimmage, so that's good. And that's there's a defense in the Steelers there that that's a habit. That's not an outlier. That's the norm. So he's a guy you should own right now manage bj goodson this is kind of an interesting fun one i wrote an article in the offseason for dynasty nerds about the browns linebackers and how there's usually always been one for the past four or five years that's produced as a top 12 guy i wrote about all the linebackers that were basically there except for bj goodson and it He's a breakout candidate, and apparently B.J. Goodson's the guy I should have brought up, mentioned. He Although he did get traded there kind of late in the offseason, or ended up there late in the offseason. But he's uh, quietly a top 15 linebacker right now, um, and he's the only Browns linebacker that you can play confidently. So if somebody's out there undervaluing him, or if he's even just sitting on waivers, which he's sitting on some waivers in some leagues that I'm in. Um, of course, these are kind of more shallow IDP redraft leagues, but <clears throat> he doesn't have the name. <clears throat> to command the, the attention to be picked up. So after this, I'm hoping he is not on any waiver wires. Kyler Fackrell played 100% of snaps this last week. Uh, and he's been producing again, IDP flex option for sure. Um, you know, big waiver out of the season, honestly. And and the people that have added him, I've seen them get added and plugged and played, and he's worked out pretty well. He gets a, He plays tonight. Another good matchup for him, they get Carson Wentz, who Carson Wentz is now officially the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Uh, He overtook um, Deshaun Watson and uh, Joe Burrow for that honor. So that's a good matchup. That's a plus matchup for a guy that a lot of people probably won't see coming. So if you got him in your lineups, I got him in several lineups now. Play him confidently. Kyler Fackrell. Uh, Chris Barnes, waiver ad. Um, If Kirksey isn't back this week, I don't think Kirksey is going to be back this week. Um, That's what he is, though. He's a waiver ad. I mean, it's a tough week for bye weeks. If you need a play, you can play him. But I'm not going out of my way or anything to put him into a lineup. Uh, Tay Crowder, I already mentioned him. Finished top three this week, but he's injured, so. And then Terrell Johnson from the Texans, back-to-back good games. McKinney is done for the season. So he could be a plug-and-play the rest of the way. Um, I came up against him this last week, and he helped my arch-nemesis in one of my dynasty leagues beat my ass. So I'm very well aware of what Johnson's capable of at this point. So he's a good linebacker. I mean, Friday P production at the very least. Um, two back-to-back weeks, good production. I mean, that's what you're looking for. So defensive back notes real quick. Jabril Peppers did play 99% of snaps again this week. um, So he seems to be fully healthy. So that's what you like. He's basically playing the same role, you know, that you want box safety, not lining up free overly too much. He's not really rushing the passer. So you're not going to probably not going to get like any sacks or anything from him like Buda Baker or Chuck Clark or a few other defensive backs. So that probably lowers his ceiling a little bit the rest of the way. But, I mean, he's still Jabril Peppers, and he's still on a team that's playing a lot of defensive snaps. So um, he should probably be top 20 the rest of the season if he can stay healthy. That's kind of where I'm projecting him. The ceiling that I thought he had just isn't there this season. And then here's another final defensive back note for the day, or just kind of general note, but a current force fumble leader in the NFL. Who would you guess that is? Who has the most force fumbles in the NFL right now? Off top of your head. Probably think, you know, it's TJ Watt, maybe Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald. Um, you'd be wrong. The force fumble leader right now is actually a cornerback, and his name's Marlon Humphrey. He has Four forced fumbles on the season. That's what was four quarterback hits, uh, two and a half sacks. So Marlon Humphrey's having a big season for you. If you got him in the cornerback league, you're basically running the the show right now. Uh, Rest up Mike Hilton, who is also did get injured. I should have mentioned that earlier. Mike Hilton got injured in that game, put up a zero after being, you know, a lights out player all season. So not really sure if he's going to be back this week or not. That's another thing we're going to need to monitor. But uh, back to Marlon Humphreys, four force fumbles on the season. That's big stuff. Miles Garrett has three. Jason Pierre-Paul has three. And then there's several guys that have two. Chuck Clark, Aaron Donald, Patrick Queen. A lot of force fumbles being forced out here by the Baltimore. Baltimore, actually. Now I'm looking at it. Deshaun Elliott, he's got two force fumbles as well. So, I mean, Chuck Clark, Deshaun Elliott, Patrick Queen, <clears throat> Marlon humphrey Woo! boy's putting in work out there. Baltimore defense is saving their ass right now. All right, back to IDP. So that's all my kind of news, notes, kind of update stuff. I know it was kind of long-winded, but I felt all that stuff needed to be said. The rankings, you guys can go find those and look at them with your eyeballs, idparmy.com, um, and you can search me on Fantasy Pros. That's you know, pretty easy to do. So I wanted to give you some more interesting or thoughtful comments on the IDP scene at large right now. So, All right. Let's hop into the rankings, and as always, we will start with the defensive or defensive line. So, number one this week, defensive line, we got Miles Garrett. Two, Joey Bosa. Three, Chris Jones. Four, Alden Smith. Five, Aaron Donald. Six, Chase Young. Seven, Frank Clark. Eight, Cameron Jordan. Nine, Montez Sweat. Ten, Jason Pierre-Paul. Eleven, Grady Jarrett, and twelve, J.J. Watt obviously miles Garrett at one, you know, like I said, Joe Burrow is still the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL right now. And miles Garrett is just, he's playing some of the best football he's ever played. Three, four fumbles on the season, right behind Marlon Humphreys. He's right behind Aaron Donald as the sack leader. Uh, I think Aaron Donald has what, seven and a half sacks right now. And miles Garrett has seven. So, I mean, he's right on his tail. Um, what what more is there to say? You know, he's going to probably finish out the season. It's really a race between Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald to see who finishes out the season in that actual number one spot. Uh, Joey Bosa, too, coming back after the bye week. It's good to have another good defensive lineman back in our lineups. You know, he's got a pretty good matchup. against Jacksonville, and he's Joey Bosa. So he's going to be a, a top-level producer on the tackle end, and he's always going to be good for, you know, probably good for a sack. Chris Jones at three gets Denver uh, divisional matchup, probably be a tougher game, but there's nothing, you know, there's nothing about Denver that really says they're going to be successful against the chiefs and this chiefs team. They bounce back, you know, they had a tough win, but they bounce back against the bills who are solid. I think they're going to kind of, I think they're going to kind of toy with Denver. Uh, Denver may end up keeping up again, just because that whole divisional aspect of things, but I think they're going to, I think Chris Jones is going to get home on Drew Lock a couple times. And if, you know, that happens, he's going to be in for a long day. So we got Alden Smith at four. You can't really lower him. You know, he's had a high floor and a high ceiling this season. Two number one overall finishes uh, so far going all the way back to week one. He gets Washington. They're not doing anything impressive offensively. Uh, so he should be able to have success there as well. Aaron Donald coming in at five it's Chicago. Um, you know, that should be a plus matchup for him. Every matchup's a plus matchup for Aaron Donald. We know Aaron Donald has a very low floor. Like all defensive linemen, he's also got an extremely high ceiling. Um, I just kind of think that uh oh Nick Foles is, you know, he's a wily veteran and he's You know, he does make mistakes, but his mistakes are usually more interceptions. He doesn't make, you know, forced fumbles aren't really a big issue for him. Holding on to the ball too long, you know, he usually knows what's happening around him quick enough to where he can, he's going to mitigate some of the upside that Aaron Donald has this week, I think. So he's, that's why he's not up there in my top three this week. But I mean, he's still top five. I mean, so Chase Young at six. You know, Andy Dalton and, and the Dallas Cowboys aren't looking like anything special. That line is completely banged up, and Chase Young is getting the snaps, like I said, 92%. That injury should not be holding him back very much, or at least the coaching staff doesn't think it is. Frank Clark, again, he gets Denver. There's nothing about Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos that – says that they're not going to struggle um, with the pressure that the Chiefs are probably going to bring. Like I said, they could still end up keeping up. They do have some talented pieces there. They get Melvin Gordon back this week. <clears throat> but I think that these these defensive linemen are going to eat this week uh, for the Chiefs. Cameron Jordan coming in at eight. It's Carolina. That's a good matchup. Another divisional game. Montez Sweat uh, gets Dallas. Again, it's kind of the same thing with Chase Young. That line is destroyed. And it's it's Andy Dalton. He's not playing as many snaps. Montez Sweat is not playing as many snaps as Chase Young, but he is still a top tier option, I think, at pretty much every week. I mean, he's shown he's shown me enough this year to. To know that he's a guy that I definitely want on my teams going forward. Uh, So let's see who else we got here. 10 Jason Pierre Paul, Las Vegas Raiders and then Grady Jarrett, 11, J.J. Watt, 12. J.J. Watt's got a little bit tougher matchup against Green Bay uh so that's why he's a little bit lower this week and then we have jason pierre paul here at 10 raiders i mean jason pierre paul has been successful all season you can't take him out of your top lineup just because the talent's there the the track record of success there throughout his career so that's where he's at um, i'm gonna mention my honorary guys for sleeper designations obviously that's where i play most of my ball uh, my fantasy so want to bring those guys up i'm just reading off my fantasy rankings right now but if i were you know if we're on sleeper you have as designations um i'm gonna be slotting tj watt into this list at number three um they got a nice matchup this week uh steelers play tennessee i mean he's tj watt um you can't he's kind of like miles garrett you can't in aaron donald like you can drop him out of one from week to week but you really can't drop him out of the top five ever three at nine i have uh if in that list on sleeper at nine I would have Shaq Barrett just ahead of Jason Pierre-Paul who's at 10 here or 11 or 10 sorry um, you know he's playing like he has second second most pressures in the league I think right now behind only Aaron Donald he's playing really really good football uh, so anyone who was like oh I need to see it again from Shaq Barrett you know you're seeing it right now uh, like I said earlier this season hopefully you bought Hopefully you bought the FUD, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt that was around him, especially kind of perpetuated by the IDP community, the disbelief in his ability to repeat because he's having a great season right now. Um, I know he put up a zero this last week, and you can point to that and say, look, he's terrible, but, I mean, no one's going to point to that two that Aaron Donald put up a couple weeks ago and say he's terrible. So these are just the facts. If I come in at 11 here, I would put Zadarius Smith, Um, Harold Landry would come in at 14 this week Khalil Mack would come in at 15 And Bradley Chubb would come in at 16 These are the players that are not going to be On my actual fantasy pros rankings In the defensive line section Because that's not how they're uh, set up On on fantasy pros But I'll go ahead and finish Out the 12th Or 13th through 24 for you guys here And then we'll move on to linebackers At 13 I have Cameron Hayward this week 14 Akeem Hicks 15 Melvin Ingram Sixteen, Jonathan Allen; seventeen, Stefan Tuitt; eighteen, Brian Burns; nineteen, Kerry Hyder; twenty, Eric Armstead; twenty-one, Max Crosby; twenty-two, Demarcus Lawrence; twenty-three, Chase Winovich, and twenty-four, Brandon Graham. Uh, like I said, obviously those other players that I just brought up—they would be in this range, you know, Zedarius all the way down to Bradley Chubb. They're all in this kind of teens area. They're going to be low, high-end twos this week um, on sleeper. That's where your designation is, but a couple of high matchups I want to highlight. Jonathan Allen is high up here. Like I said, he's you know Washington redskin I think he gets home for a sack this week. Not redskin Washington Football Team. They get Dallas. They get Andy Dalton led Dallas Cowboys. So that's a great matchup right now. That line is banged up. You know he's a first rounder. I expect him to get home to it. Another guy who you know, like I said, if 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 TJ Watt is always going to be in your top five to it at this point in the season for me he's basically always going to be in my top 25 um he's just been consistently good i mean he cam hayward i mean if bud dupree was dl eligible unfortunately he's not he'd probably be up here too he's playing lights out football by the way um and he could still be played as a linebacker too in my opinion pretty much every week other guys i want to highlight carry Hyder is getting dropped just a little bit in my rankings um He's been consistently pretty good, but he really hasn't shown to have himself to have a high ceiling. So I dropped him down to about 19 this week. He's a low end too. Uh, he gets new England. So that's a be a good tackle matchup. Assuming they run a lot. Uh, they really can't pass in new England right now. They need, they need a lot of help and other guys want to highlight here. DeMarcus Lawrence at 22. You guys know, I'm not a DeMarcus Lawrence fan. It's he just, He's let me down so much over the past two years, um, but he is he his snaps are on the rise. He did have an okay game, not a good game, he had an okay game. I think he get like fourteen points last week. So I mean, for him, that's I mean that's basically elite anymore. But you can play him, you know, he, along with Max Crosby, Chase Winovich area. These guys are good for you know their ceiling right now is maybe a sack and a forced fumble and like three tackles. That's not bad though. Um, but that's the ceiling that they kind of have right now. So don't expect them to go win you your week. If they do, that would be awesome. But you can play them as low end twos right now. That's kind of where I'm feeling them. Um, and that's good for DeMarcus Lawrence. I mean, I was, I was viewing him as a three, as a low end three up until the snaps kind of started trending back up. So good for him. All right. Let's transition to the linebackers for the week, ladies and gentlemen. So number one at linebacker this week, we got Blake Martinez, number two, Jalen Smith, number three, Roquan Smith, four, Bobby Wagner, five, Zach Cunningham, six, Levante David, seven, Devin White, eight, Jordan Hicks, nine, Micah Kaiser, 10, Forsade Olakun, number 11, Kaiser White, and number 12, Demario Davis. Blake Martinez plays tonight. Uh, Blake Martinez is just like the most consistent high upside linebacker in the in IDP right now. Um, he is a tackling machine. He has been for years and he's just doing it again. Uh, so he sits at number one, even going into Thursday night. That's it's kind of sketchy, kind of scary to have a guy that high on my rankings. so he go out and bomb and I'm a little like an idiot, but I just have that much confidence in Blake Martinez to Roquan Smith or sorry, Roquan, Jalen Smith. Um, he's been good too. I mean, he's basically the same situation as Blake Martinez. I mean, he's just, he's always up there. Uh, he's never really let you down yet this season and gets the Redskins. Uh, you can get home for some disruptive plays for sure. Roquan Smith at three, Bobby Wagner, four, Zach Cunningham, five, kind of your staples. Uh, Levante David and Devin White. It was good to see them bounce back a little bit. I had them just a hair lower last week. I know some people were kind of getting frustrated with Devin White. You know, oh, he has two back-to-back games. Is he any good anymore? Should I get rid of him? and then he comes back and he's the number one linebacker. Again, this 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 season uh, on a week so the upside for Devin White is number 1. So if you want to bench him to prove a point or you want to trade him to stop dealing with the headaches, I mean that's a kind of headache I wish I had right now. Let's put it that way. Um Levante David, you know again, another guy he's just they're just always going to be back to back in my rankings and they're always going to be high. I can't imagine a world where these guys are ever outside my top 15 unless they're hurt or broken or something of that nature. Micah Kaiser or Jordan Hicks, I mean, he was okay this last week. I think he had 10, 11, 12 tackles on Thursday or on Tuesday, Monday night. Um, He obviously got outshined by Buda Baker, but he just dropped an interception too. So, I mean, he could have had an even bigger night. Jordan Hicks, you should play him every week. Micah Kaiser, monster or monster. I mean, that's a good way to describe him this season. Came back from the injury. He had a good game. Uh, That's what you wanted to see. You can plug and play him in every week as a top 10 guy. Basically, he's never going to really let you down. That system for linebackers there for the Rams is just productive. Ola man, this guy is uh, I mean, he's just about as solid as they get. I mean, even the week that he didn't do anything really in the game, like snap wise, like, you know, I think he got hurt. He had like three or four forced fumbles that one week. He still saved his week with the big plays. Came back this, this week, you know, 14 tackles, I believe. I mean, he's just all over the place. Tackle for loss. He's right now probably the best linebacker on that team. I know, you know, Deion Jones finally did something this last week. But Olakun's been doing stuff all season. He he should be locked into a starting position on your team. you're White, same kind of thing. Uh, you know, it's. It's kind of crazy that these guys have put themselves into this position but they're weekly top options. So I'm ranking them as such. They're, you know, they're not the big names on their team at linebacker, but they are the they're the producers right now. And then DeMario Davis needs no introduction. Back off the bye week, back in the top 12 where he belongs. Um he's a walking big play. He's one of the most, you know, veteran and tenacious linebackers in the league. I mean, he loves to rush the passer too. So getting Carolina, divisional matchup. Like I said, they've had an extra week to game plan and all that, so I expect him to be dialed into this game, and I expect a big game out to Mario Davis. So we will go to the 13 through 24. At 13 this week, Devondre Campbell, 14 Shaq Thompson, 15 Josie Jewell, 16 Alexander Madison, 17 Nathan Gary, 18 Joe Showbert, 19 Neville Hewitt, 20 Rashawn Evans, 21, Fred Warner, 22, Dre Greenlaw, 23, Matt Milano, and 24, Avery Williamson. The guys I want to highlight in this group, I guess actually, I'm just gonna move Josie Jewell down right now. I don't know why I have him that high, guys. Let's throw me off. I'll leave Johnson. I'm gonna move him down a little too. Pardon. All right, so Devondre Campbell, 13. He's been solid. For Arizona, I mean, he's kind of like Jordan Hicks. You just don't take him out of your lineup. Jack Thompson, he hasn't been everything we wanted him to be this season so far, but he hasn't been bad. Um, he's had a couple of big games. Uh, I expect him to, you know, keep kind of floating around where he's at, you know, kind of be a, a mid-level linebacker too. He could pop it any time though. Nathan Gary, everyone hates him. Eagles linebacker, he's the worst. He sucks. Get him out of here. He plays a ton of snaps and he gets a ton of tackles. Um, that's Exactly what you want in IDP. Uh, Joe Schobert had a big game finally. Um, you know, I I've had him a little lower this last week. Of course, this, you know, the first week I kind of dropped him out of my top 15. He blows up. So I got him back up in my top 20. I got him at 16 right now with with Miles Jack going out. We don't know who the replacement is. Um, you know, Joe Schobert's a leader. So I expect him to get out there and get to work. 17, I have Neville Hewitt. Uh, Avery Williamson at 22. I might flip flop them, but I know Hewitt is. Hewitt just kind of had a down game. Williamson is is playing very well, but I think it'll be one more week before I move uh, Avery Williamson ahead of Hewitt. I kind of want to see it one more time, and I you know I want to see the continued health of Avery Williamson. 18. Rashawn Evans. I have him ahead of Jayon Brown at this point. Um, I love Jayon Brown. I know he's playing more snaps, but Rashawn Evans just playing really well this season he's getting me the points that I want and he's you know doing it more efficiently than Jayon Brown so I don't know what's up with Jayon Brown he's he's just not you know I'm saying this of course he's gonna go out and blow up this week but he just hasn't been what I wanted him to be and I know what a lot of people projected him to be this season so Fred Warner he is kind of doing what I projected him to do I mean he hasn't really been a top top option at linebacker but he's you know he's an every week play I got him at 19 this week Back-to-back with him. I got Greenlaw, Matt Milano. Hopefully he's coming back off that injury this week. Got him at 21. And then, like I said, Avery Williamson, 22. And I moved Johnson and Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell down to 23 and 24. I think you can play them comfortably as linebacker twos. uh, But I'm not expecting any – I'm not expecting a monster game out of them against the Chiefs, unfortunately. Uh, Just to give you an idea, some guys I have right outside that area, I got – Tremaine Edmonds at 25 and B.J. Goodman, Goodson at 26. And I got Jamie Collins at 27 and Danny Trevathan at 28. So that's just a little go check out this, the, the rankings on site, guys, idparmy.com. You can see my full rankings on the week there. So those are my linebackers for the week. Let's go through the defensive backs for the week. All right. Number one this week, Buda Baker. Number two, Jer- or Landon Collins. Number three, Jeremy Chin. Number four, Jordan Poirier. Number five, Jesse Bates. Number six, Jamal Adams. Number seven, Tracy Walker. Number eight, John Johnson. Nine, Antoine Winfield Jr. Ten, Logan Ryan. Eleven, Justin Simmons. And twelve, Terrell Edmonds. Buddha Baker's on top this week. Like I said, I'm having an internal debate with myself. Who is the DB1 in Dynasty based on production, based on health, based on where we're at right now, all that stuff. Buda Baker, at least for this week, is number one for week seven. Just you can you can always count on Buda Baker. So that's a good feeling. Landon Collins, he's a great buy low candidate right now because he has not been producing, but historically, he's been a top producer. He's disappointing, but he's not even bad this year. He's still in the top 20, I believe, at defensive back. He's only twenty, twenty-five points behind being a top, you know, five guy. So he just needs a pop game, and he'll be up there, and people will be will be viewing him a little differently. Jeremy Chin, like I said, every week he's going to be a top guy. He's a DB playing linebacker snaps. He has first interception of his career this last week. Uh, so did Buda Baker. Uh, Jeremy Chin did it in the first five games of his career, or six games, I guess. Jordan Poyer, <clears throat> he had a pretty bad uh, – they just kind of got beat up this last week by the Chiefs. He had a pretty bad penalty against him just – acting up but jordan Poirier, you know what he's capable of he's always a top option at the end of the season he's a he's an impact player and he can get tackles. so i expect with matt milano back out there on the field this week knock on wood that this defense cleans it up a little bit and they you know they they produce for you for idp jesse bates five great season so far for jesse bates and he's one of the most consistent tacklers in the league you know you can count on him for 100 every season so I expect him to do big things again this week. It's Cleveland. Uh, Baker's not playing necessarily lights out. And they like to run the ball a lot, so hopefully he gets in there for some tackles. Jamal Adams is at six. I'm not sure how healthy he is. I'm not even you know. I think he's going to play this week. Uh, I think they'll probably have a questionable tag on him. We'll find out more about that as the week goes on. But I have him at six right now. I feel like that's kind of where I would comfortably play him. You know, I mean, if he's going to play, you want him in your lineups, but. There's a few other guys that I would probably just this week at least play a little bit ahead of them. Uh, If I had the option, you know, if I had Landon Collins and Buda Baker and Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams is going to be on the bench this week. Just as an example, Tracy Walker, seven, John Johnson, eight. These guys are staples in your top 10. Strong safeties, they get tackle numbers and they're impact players. You know, they can get the pass deflections, they can get tackles for loss. Antoine Winfield, Logan Ryan. These are some very versatile safeties. I mean, they're rushing the passer. They're they're you know getting tons of tackles. Uh, Logan Ryan, we're quick to forget, he was the number one overall defensive back last season uh, by a half decent margin. So he's obviously found a a home in the New York Giants that lets him produce you know same kind of way. So good on him. Justin Simmons, an impact player. Um, You know, again, another guy that gets tons of pass deflections, which you know, three-point play in IDP, one, two, three scoring, that makes up for, you know, a missed tackle here or there. then Terrell Edmonds, there's nothing flashy at all about Terrell Edmonds. He's the most kind of boring defensive back to ever play football, but he can get you, he can, you know, he's, his tackle floor is like four or five. So that's his floor, like absolute floor with Devin Bush going out. You know, he's pretty much a lock for seven, eight tackles a game. He might get you a pass deflection every once in a while so consistent production I don't think he's going to pop but I think he has as good a chance as any to kind of just float around that you know 16 to 22 point game just off being on the field so those are my top 12 I'll read you 13 to 24 I got Jonathan Abram at 20 at 13 Taylor Rapp at 14 Von Bell at 15 Jabril Peppers at 16 Josh Jones 17 Tyron Matthew 18 Justin Reed 19, Mike Hilton tentatively, hopefully he plays at 20. Kenny Vaccaro, 21, 22, Juan Thornhill, 23, Marcus May, and 24, Trey Boston. Guys I want to highlight in there, Uh Von Bell finally this last week came through and actually had a decent IDP game. He had more solos and assists, so that was good to see. He's still the guy you, you know, he's still playing a lot of snaps there. Most of, I think he's played 100 of snaps on the season. So he and Jesse Bates are still at the end of the season. They're going to have good numbers. Um, I know he hasn't necessarily blown up yet this season, but it was good to see that. Like I mentioned earlier, Jabril Peppers, he's at 16. Played 99 of snaps this last week. He plays tonight, so I'm expecting or anticipating a good game out of him. Hopefully, he can uh, hopefully he can show up and show out a little bit against the Eagles. Um, other guys I wanted to highlight in this group: Tyron Matthew. I just, he's down a little lower. I've kind of had him floating up a little higher, close to twelve, thirteen, most of the season. But he hasn't really had a prolific IDP game yet this season. And I mean, we're in week seven. Uh, maybe that's just not what he's going to do this season. Is kind of how I'm viewing it. I, you know, he, I say, I say all this, and I expect him to come out and just, you know, finish top three, obviously. But he, you know, gets Denver. I guess there's a good turnover situation there. Um, with those guys up front being disruptive, but I don't know. He just hasn't jumped off the page at me this season at any point so far. I still think because of the, who he is and the position he plays, he's going to be – I'm playing him as a top-20 guy. I have him at 18 this week, but I've been a little disappointed in Tyron Matthew if I'm being honest with myself. Marcus May, he had the the butt interception this last week, which is kind of funny. He basically saved his IDP day. Um he's been playing more free safety I've been seeing, but we know the ceiling for a top end week is there. So against Buffalo, who is running a lot of plays and throwing the ball a lot. I like Marcus May this week. That's why i have him at 23 and Trey Boston 24. He's about, he's just like reliable. You can just always play Trey Boston and know he's going to get some points for you. Um, nothing special about him. Really. He gets the new Orleans saints, but, I like him this week as a guy that, like you know, in a week where we have the entire Ravens backfield missing, we have, you know, some other bye weeks going on. I want the comfort of knowing that I'm going to get some points out of a guy. Um, and that's Trey Boston for me this week. So that's the name of the game at this point of the season is make sure that you are getting points on your lineup. Make sure that you're, Playing some of these boom guys, some of these uh, you know, these spike weeks show up in some of your positions and kind of mitigate some of those floor players that you have. But yeah, that's my top twenty-four defensive backs for the week. Guys, I'm sorry I was a little bit choppy today. I got up, I mean, I got up really early to record this. I'm pretty tired. But the show must go on. We are into week seven. The season is just cresting over the top. Half of your leagues are going to you know, quit after this week or half the players in your leagues will quit. So it's a good time to be making trades. I've been a little tradey this week. I haven't really done a lot of trades since probably the first couple of weeks before the season started. But this week I've been making some moves and, you know, just kind of exploring my options for how the season is going to go or how I want to set myself up for the rest of the way. So. I'm going to answer a quick question here, do a little, you know, mailbag segment. This is from the Destination Devi chat room, the IDP channel we have over there from uh, Jamie. He said, rest of season, Chuck Clark or Collins? And Jamie Collins. And that was a tough question. You know, I really thought about it for a while because, like I said, Jamie Collins might my- is not producing right now at a, there's an elite, elite level like we kind of had hoped, especially on a defense that lacks a you know a, a prolific inside linebacker and the offense is kind of sluggish, to put it nicely. Um, so I was, thought about it for a while. I'm still leaning Collins on that question for the rest of the season, um, and here's why. I mean, it really just, again, it comes down to the known production With Collins not playing prolifically, but still being a top 20, 24 guy right now at this point in the season, you know, I expect a spike game to come eventually, um, and hopefully a couple. And you look at his career, the worst tackle season he's had is 97, I believe, and he played an abbreviated season the year that happened. So the tackle floor is intact historically. The big plays are intact historically. I think he had a season of over 20 impact plays. I think that was 2007, 16, 17. Wasn't that long ago. And he still floats up in the, in the teens and impact plays. Those are three point plus plays. So Chuck Clark, I know he's playing lights out right now and he was okay. down the stretch last year, but I'm still going to take the veteran known commodity at this point. But I really thought that was, a, that was one of the better questions I've been asked. Um, rest of season questions. Um, I actually got an email from fantasy pros about doing rest of season rankings for IDP. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that up to date or not. I'll let you guys know for sure. Maybe on the live show on Sunday or on the next episode, if I was able to get those into the system, but busy time of year, got a lot going on. So trying to just keep up with this, you know what I'm doing right now. I want to be consistent in that. So I want to give you guys these rankings for the week, but yeah, I appreciate that question, Jamie Um, guys. Like I said, Jump into the Discord channels I'm in the Destination Debbie Discord for IDP IDP talk and then jump on the fantasy football server, the official fantasy football server of Discord. And I'm like I said I'm doing AMA on that Discord server tomorrow night. That'll be 8.30. So hopefully you can join me there. If not, you can find me and Steve on Sunday doing the Sunday IDP live live cast answering start sick questions. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you all this week. Again, apologies, I'm a little a little tired today, so or this early in the morning. But good luck with your week seven matchups, IDP Army. Go out there, beat your opponent, show them what's up, and tell them who sent you. Let the rain hit the sand. Build the house on a rock, got a plan. Boom. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hit the clock tick blades on a fan. Boom. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have a fun day on a Sunday. Oh. Cause you switching it up and you living it up. You ain't getting it.